Welcome back to number one spot after another elongated break that will never, will never get through everything. I mean, this is the way COVID projects are supposed to work, right? You're super invested at the start. Yes. Uh, <laughs> longer. Uh, long, it's yeah. been, I mean, it's been what, like more than two years. Did, we started not far into that far into COVID, right? Yeah, I think we had talked about starting before COVID, and then when COVID hit, it was like, well, now we have to. And then once everyone was just doing everything remotely, we were motivated to like get through things. Well, that, I wanted to do an episode by episode Seinfeld Watch podcast, but I couldn't get any interest in that. Oh wow, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, and probably has never been done. I think I saw like I remember I was doing a rewatch like four years ago and I looked and there's like one podcast and it was just bad. So I was like, we could do better than that. There's gotta be some interest there. That can't I mean there's I, gotta... I would consider it. I would consider it. All right, I might hold you to that. I, I, I would be a guest. Good luck. I'll be a guest. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. You go ahead. Yeah. Even fearless. Um, well, I don't know. I feel like with that you'd have more of a chance at random listeners than this. Yeah, too. It's more it's more niche. You have a core, you have a more specific audience. Yeah. But you, you can't make those episodes like an hour and a half either. Like no, no, doing, for sure, for sure. Like they have to be like 10 minutes. It can't be like even uh Gorley and Russ level of like yeah, tangents and <laughs> you start listening to Gorley and Russ. That's very exciting. Uh I did, but we'll we'll keep the tangents to a minimum for the pod. You weren't sold. All right, let's go. All right. Well, yeah. uh, we have we have Jacob back, our special guest. I think you were here, uh, what like ninety? I think you were one of the first. Guests. I think it was ninety two. I want to say because uh, or ninety two or ninety three because it had the um, Aladdin. Okay. That, yeah, <laughs> like ni- ninety. I think that's ninety three. Song. That sounds right. Yeah. I'd yeah, like to imagine you. You're just like unaware of all pop music in between 93 and 2009 and you can just you can just go through these songs with totally open ears age age one well, i guess age one to two and then age no uh, jacob's older than us well that that's why i said one oh well uh, yeah 93 so i should say ages two, to two three. three yeah yeah and then and then ages what 18 18 19 yeah yeah well speaking of Ages 18 and 19, we are on the year 2009, which I think is a pretty big year for all of us, life-wise, right? We, last year of high school, uh, last year of Walt Whitman, first first respective years of college. Um, so the question now that I like to ask is what were you each listening to in the year 2009? What were you, what were your music tastes respectfully, respectfully, respectively? At this yeah. point in my life was probably a lot of this. Like I mostly listened to music in the car, driving to and from places. At this point I was old enough to, to drive, uh, not like 1993. Um, and then in college, a lot of going out. So, um, like whatever, like frat party or whatever that I was at, um, would be a lot of this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, definitely 
remember, have a lot of fond memories of these songs. Uh, just either driving to school, driving around, uh, or or at school. Yeah, my answer is very similar to my answer last podcast, which is most of maybe all of pre-driving, I mean, pre-college driving era was a Beatles obsession phase. And that, I, know, I remember that lasted into freshman year. So I think I started freshman year. But then I was trying to remember and I couldn't really remember like what was going, what was being played at like house parties and frat parties in college freshman year. Like none of this feels like things I was listening to. And I'm sure it was at least partially, but I can't remember what was being played. Cause this yeah. Like stuff I heard a lot of in college. I, I I think what you're both saying resonates because I think I think what's interesting is like, and and maybe I I think this is like this is probably my experience and I think this is a pretty common experience, which is like, you know, first year of college. I feel like most people are kind of like, uh, you know, surrounding themselves with like more people than they would like as as the as their time progresses you know so like you're going to more like bigger like gathered like parties like and you know because you're trying to like you're meeting new people and like you don't quite have like your like you know specific set of like you know your your group or whatever so i feel like um like at least again like uh, speaking somewhat from my experience too it's like like you're you're like i was probably more exposed to these songs than like because you know it's like you know they're like mass you know audience songs right that that they're popular so like you know I don't know like you're going to like big frat parties that are more likely to play this than like you know versus like maybe a few years down the road where like you know if I'm like hanging with like friends like you're like or in a smaller group it's like we might be playing stuff that like we specifically like um and I'd say that this year's especially the number ones are like more party music yeah. than years past. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. I was noticing like references to alcohol and like so many of these number one songs. Uh, and I don't know what would possibly like I could attribute, well, to that, but it does. It, it, it's the Obama like, era. It's Obama. Obama, Obama era is all Obama. Fill yeah, up my cup so. era. I mean, everyone's, you know, everyone's rolling, you know, rolling high. Well, I guess not really, because uh, the economic crisis is still. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no, actually, actually. Pointedly mentioned in down. Yeah, and actually, when I think about it, and I, I think I read an article not too long ago that was kind of discussing this very question of like, or like also noticed that like these these years were like big party songs, like were kind of everywhere, and and I think like the, like the author had some hypothesis that like the reason like one of the reasons for that is like because people wanted to kind of feel like you know like being like a celebratory spirit like because like like because they wanted to like offset like the like you know economic like just kind of you know yeah. depressed forget about but, that like you know the economic depression and the you know uh which is interesting uh an interesting theory but uh yeah and and I have additional thoughts on kind of like just like the general like party spirit of a lot of these songs because I think you're right it's, it's definitely more like you know defining the, I think a lot of other years 
I'm not sure I actually buy that because in the like 20 teens for a lot of it, it was still super celebratory as the economy was doing great. Uh, the like you're saying like mid 2000s or like yeah no mid mid 2010s like yeah. Katy Perry. I saw it specifically in the context of like Katy Perry's sort of like goofy like let's drink and party persona and Kesha's uh, sort of original style. Uh, I know that's not until 2010, but like hmm. uh, with TikTok that that really takes off. But I think this, a is, lot like, of this is like 2010 you're talking about. Yeah, like well, like 2010 through like 2016 or 17. I feel like was a lot of like party, party, party music. Maybe, um, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's just what I listened to in that time of my life. But it felt like it was, and now I feel like there's this push towards the more depressing uh Adele's of the world. Billy uh, Eilish. Billy Eilish is, yeah. Yeah. I would say this is the last year I feel like I can like I could like predict a lot of these number ones. Like everything after this is like I feel like the huge songs I would get right and everything else I'm like I don't know what was actually a number one. I just know like what I was listening to and like this is so it's like only the songs that are absolutely everywhere like happy and like stuff like that and then everything else i'm like i don't know what fills out the rest of the number one list i uh, that's kind of interesting you say that because there, there are definitely some songs on this list that i was like really that was the number one like yeah it is just starting here for me too but but then there are it's a mix of those and the ones that are like oh yeah obviously that was a number one song like yeah, yeah. which I guess, I guess this is true every single year but like i've yeah like well, we'll we'll get to this. Yeah, we'll get into it. There's some where I'm like, "How the hell was that number one?" Like, agreed. Uh, I have but, a lot of hot takes that I want to get to on this as well. All right, so. let's let's get to these hot takes. So, we'll start off. This is this is a uh, uh, transferring over from the end of 2008. Is January 3rd to January 10th. Uh, two more weeks at number one. We have uh, Beyonce with single ladies. Well, and, I'm gonna let you finish. That was one of the. Oh, that's a, <laughs> what. That was one of the greatest music videos of all time, David. We're you're you're getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> I I gotta play the preview because people don't know this. Even cutting you off is part of the joke. Well, yeah, I, I'm glad you cut me off because I accidentally played like the like DJ version. So this is the real version. So you said you had some strong thoughts, some some passionate thoughts. Uh, on this one, this is actually, I don't have as many. It, the next song is where I really start getting my hot takes off. Um, okay. I like this song. It was a fun, fun dance summer. It really was a great music video. Um, obviously, Kanye, uh, when the worst thing he did was interrupt people, uh, was a lot more likable than Kanye yeah, now. The worst thing he did. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. That's, uh, no, he was right, though. This is a great music video, fun song. Yeah, we talked, I mean, the music video was, like, the first thing I think we talked about last time and uh, just kind of how defining it was and how everywhere it was. Um, It's also just interesting. I, like, with Beyonce, like, there's, there's, like, a sudden change that happens in her music in my mind, like, a few years later. 
and like now like you know there's so much like critical like you know her music is like so much more like critically beloved now than it was like back then but this is still you know like well I, I think that's also being a little unfair to the song like I think we both liked the song the last time and like I wouldn't say it's my favorite it's not my favorite Beyonce song but uh you know it's fun on its own and the music video is kind of like you know you listen to it and you kind of like reminisce and think back to the music video yeah, I don't have much to add from last week's episode or last year. Last week, but um, yeah, good song. I I was surprised that I didn't like it more on listening to it again now. I think maybe getting ready for last podcast episode was enough for me, and I don't need to revisit the song that much. That's how I always fear about the ones that like blend the next year. It's like I'm like I don't want to do this again. Like I've had enough. But I will say that even though I'm a little lukewarm on it, I think compared to a lot of the number ones we're going to get to, it's like a, a league above this. Um, January 17th, 24th, and 31st is the debut single and the first number one for Lady Gaga featuring Colby O'Donis, who I remember. He's from Canada. That's the only thing I remember. This is called Just Dance. Um, yeah, so Lady Gaga's first single uh, goes to number one. Um, this is, you know, number one. This is during the inauguration of Barack Obama. So they were parting again, you know, I think I think the spirit of, you know, the times really kind of propelled uh, these songs to number one for eight years. Um, but... Well, Jacob, you said you had, this is where your hot take yeah. So, so like, my hot take on this one is that this is Lady Gaga's best song. And I love Lady Gaga. Wow. Um, as con- as okay. context, my wife and I were uh, top 1% Lady Gaga listeners uh, in Spotify rap. So like pretty, uh, pretty high you're, you're, there, you're, like, you're little monsters. You're both little monsters. Yeah, we, we are big fans of Lady Gaga. I don't think she would agree with this, but I, I really love this song. Um, I like is this Kobe a shared Spotify or is this your both? It's her Spotify, but we listen to her Spotify on road trips uh, when we're driving and she plays music around the house. So she definitely listens to it some on her own, but by osmosis, I've got to be top 10 and 10% Lady Gaga, like just by being there while she's playing the majority of this. Um, um, I would say Colby O'Donis's verse on this is actually surprisingly good. Um, it, it's it's a fun addition to a really great dancey hit. Uh, and yeah, Lady Gaga, like this is not her best music video. She does a lot of, you know, like really wild and creative stuff later in her career. But uh, this is a really, really good song. Jacob with pretty much everything you just said i think yeah this definitely might be my favorite gaga i think the only thing that off the dome that i think could compete with it for me is shallows um it's called shallow 
Yeah, I was I was like going back while I started that sentence back and forth because I just I just seen a TikTok where the New York Jets said their favorite Gaga song and half of them uh, said shallow and half said shallows and I wasn't sure. Um, that, that's also, by the way, that, that the fact that like that fact, having just heard that, is not surprising at all because that seems like if you're like a like macho football player like that'll be like your safest pick like oh yeah shallow like that's yeah i totally agree um i totally agree about the colby odonis verse i know nothing about him but there's so many songs like this where the like rap break comes in it like totally breaks all the flow of the song just like really goes well with it and it just it just seems to mesh well um I think like going back to when this actually came out, I think it may, I could be totally wrong, but I think it took me like a year to realize this was Lady Gaga. Like, cause I think compared to like the other songs from this album or like her other early songs that like, they're a little weirder. They have like, they just feel more, it's just me like learning who Lady Gaga is, but they feel more like distinctly her sound. Uh, Whereas this, like, even though I think it's better than other songs around the time, it does feel like the beat especially like feels like, songs that like, I don't know, Katy Perry's been putting out or or that we might have talked about uh, last episode. Um, but then when I like revisit, I'm like, no, this is like, you know, a step above those. And it like might've blended together with me, for me at the time. And then it was like kind of moving away from like top 40 stuff. So I didn't give it enough credit. But then when I revisit now, it's like, yeah, this is just, you know, it's similar to like the, the main sounds of the time, but just, you know, I cut above. Yeah, no, I... I think you're right about that. I mean, and, you know, you, you certainly can't, like, you know, the one thing that you can do with some other artists that you can't really do with Lady Gaga is, you know, kind of, like, you know, accuse her of kind of, like, jumping on trends because, A, like, she writes her own stuff, uh, which a lot of these artists don't. Um, but I know what you mean in terms of just, like, uh, you know, like the next song we'll get to with Lady, with Lady Gaga, I think people think of as like more like characteristic of her like image and her, you know, eccentricities and, you know, like, and and yeah, I mean, this is, you know, like, I feel like when she, you know, again, like this is her first single, it goes straight to number one, she's becomes huge immediately. And like, you know, if you remember, it's like when she, you know, I think, especially those first few years, I would say like, she also became kind of like infamous for like you know her fashion and like wearing these really weird outfits and like you know appearing very you know just like almost like in a novelty way that was probably like you know people and and I'll I'll speak for myself like I you know when she was emerging I like couldn't really get into it I thought it was like just kind of like more annoying than anything um with that being said i appreciate lady gaga now much more than i did back then uh i think this is a really fun song i think it's a really well like constructed song like and 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 i think too like when you compare this to some of the other big party songs that we'll get to later it's 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 to me it sounds much more like timeless than you know some of the bigger ones we'll, we'll get to later but uh yeah um you know yeah i mean it's a great song it you know it but at the same time yeah it doesn't quite feel like she you know this is what she will become you know it's like it's just kind of the first step um 
So, uh, but you know, I mean, you know, if I were to hear this now in a bar, I would, I would enjoy it. So, which I could not say at the time. Um, so yeah, the first, the first, but not the only Lady Gaga song we will be talking about. Um, February 7th to February 14th, two weeks at number one, we have the return of Kelly Clarkson and the song is called My Life Would Suck Without You. yeah well i was just gonna i think this is a perfectly fine song okay it's really indicative of my biggest complaint about the year and what i'm guessing is a trend that's going to continue into into later years which i feel like the whole song sounds like pretty samey um samey yeah so i've like complained about you know songs lacking you know like dynamic changes or like i mean yeah tempo changes but i feel like this year especially starting from the song almost all of them have like no tempo change no dynamic change not mm-hmm. even key change a bridge that is pretty much the same as the rest of the song it just feels they just feel like really simplistically constructed um and i think kelly clarkson's voice like carries it to make it enjoyable enough to listen to but i think it's just not the most interesting song and i think it it seems to like really be a trend throughout the number ones interesting yeah um yeah i mean i i think i'm in a similar but i mean that's a good observation that i didn't really have but i think you're definitely right and um to me this is two things this is a a fun pop rock song that the chorus is i mean it's super i mean it's super catchy it was written by max martin who you know we all know has written every pop hit the last 25 years um uh it at the same time when i listen to it now i think to myself this is almost certainly like an attempt to make the next like since you've been gone like it's got so many similar qualities to it you know it's got kind of the pop rock feel it goes for this huge chorus you know like super like you know super big vocals uh you know, uh, I mean, I guess thematically similar, but also in a way the opposite because it's like more of a love song than it is than since you've been gone, which is a breakup song. Um, but yeah, I mean, but but at the same time, like it doesn't quite match that like kind of like timeless magical feel. And I don't know, part of it I think too is like you just don't hear the song as much anymore as you do like since you've been gone. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it's a solid Kelly Clarkson song. It's far from like the best Kelly Clarkson song. Yeah, I really like, feel like her earlier stuff. I liked Since You've Been Gone a lot better in Behind These Days Lives. I remember like that era of Kelly Clarkson, oh, yeah. which is probably five years earlier, looking on Wikipedia, uh, a lot better. I think my life would suck without you is fine. Um, but I think it's like the start of her trending towards the sort of girl boss style of song which was like never meant 
for me, but that I also don't enjoy knowing that it's not meant for me. The sort of stronger or Katy Perry, like Roar or Kesha's song, uh, like when she came back, I don't know. It's just not my type of music as much. Uh, this obviously doesn't fall into that, but it, it marks for me the start of her trending towards that. Fun fun fact, uh, uh, you mentioned Katy Perry and, you know, she, well, we, we've already talked about Katy Perry. We talked about it yeah. previously, but she, uh, Katy Perry co-wrote uh, Kelly Clarkson's follow-up single to this. That really? Made, that is fun. I, and I, like, I liked a lot of Katy Perry's early stuff. And if you yeah. have me on in 2010, which you probably won't because two straight guest episodes aren't there. Like, I loved Teenage Dreams as an album. Um, yeah, Teenage Dream, it's singular. But. Dream. Sorry, yeah, yeah, you guys keep. Will got me thrown off. With well, yeah, making uh, things plural that are whatever. Um, with Teenage Dream and uh, that that's a great album. But it, it, so it's interesting that uh, around that time, Katy Perry was, was helping with the song. That is cool. Um, I think some important context with the song that's worth mentioning too is is uh, so with Kelly Clarkson, her you know debut album or for you know kind of made first major release right that's the one with like since you've been gone and had uh yeah behind these hazel eyes and like breakaway and all these huge hits right and then her follow-up was like a much kind of darker like kind of more personal album um i can't remember the title right now but um part of the reasons because like it didn't really have those like big hits right it, it was kind of like a you know commercial letdown but like I think it was because she wanted to do like a more personal one, and so with this, you know, this song, if I, I, I'm, you know, if I, I think from from what I remember, it was basically her studio, her, you know, like, you know, her her record label kind of being like, we want you to get back to like the like, you know, first album like success, right? So like that's why you have like Max Martin writing, you know, this song. That's why you have like similar to like since you've been gone so it's very much like a it's supposed to be like a return to you know that first album and uh you know which is i don't know like you know has is you know there's pros and cons to that uh but probably some context that's worth mentioning um february 21st only one week at number one we have i remember that i remember this moment the big much awaited return of Eminem after his drug issues and rehab issues and stuff uh, from his album that's appropriately appropriately called Relax. It's featuring Dr. Dre and 50 Cent and it's called Crack a Bottle. Many of them in this feeling now that many of us and ladies love us. My boss is kicking up dust. It's on to the break of dawn and we're starting this party from dust. From okay. Dust. okay. Um, I I want I want to start off this one. Um, I'm gonna declare that this is the worst song we've reviewed in the entire podcast. I um, but I could be persuaded. Okay, so first of all, I and, and something I I. I remember when the song came out, I was like, this sucks. This is like such a lazy song. It's him like trying to like 
the edgy it's it sounds it's so phoned in it's so uninspired you know like 50 cents versus uninspired dr dre's versus uninspired uh it's like you know the beat itself is just kind of boring like a little piano like it's just like dr dre's made a million better beats than this um you know he did produce it um there's a line in the beginning i don't know if anyone noticed at the very beginning and i never even uh noticed this until like literally the last listen which i had yesterday uh where uh, he's basically introducing this is eminem like you know he's introducing his verse he's in, he's introducing himself um and he's kind of introducing it like a boxer you know uh, and he says, I'm just, I'm reading what he wrote. He said, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for in this corner, weighing 175 pounds with a record of 17 rapes, 400 assaults and four murders, Slim Shady. Like that doesn't, hmm, that doesn't. I mean, it is his character. He's not saying it's him. Slim Shady has always been a character. But then, but then like. Yeah. Yes. But, no, I, but, I, I agree. Set, even set that aside, I this is there was a song uh, maybe it was 1993. I, I think it was maybe a few years later that I can't remember the title of it. It was with like Rod Stewart and Sting and Brian Adams. It was like this really horrible ballad that I think at the time I thought, okay, this is the worst song we've reviewed. This this pops. I think this is an awful song. Uh, just and and really like for me personally, you may disagree, but like Eminem pretty much since has just been completely like forgettable i i you know i lost it for me i lumped this song in with ass like that his 2006 uh rebuttal to triumph the uh insult comic dog <laughs> Triumph was uh, featured on the song but yeah. yes yeah yes it's still a rebuttal sure okay it's 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 that bad I don't know. It's just not a good song. That's my like, hot take on this one. Is It's a really bad song. Um, he does a couple of years later, you'll find in his uh, single with Rihanna, his uh, songs with Rihanna have some good music later in his career. So I, I don't want to say that he is terrible post this song. But I don't like, know. He's, he's, he, but the thing is, like, he has multiple number. I think he has like multiple number one, you know, in commercially, you know, he doesn't lose a step like but yeah i i would say his ones with rihanna are good um post this and and those show up at, i'm living on wikipedia in 2010 and in 2013 but yeah this is a bad song i don't know the less time we spend listening to or talking about it i'm <laughs> I had zero recollection of this song when I listened. Um, Rich is telling, but I was shocked that this was the number one. I honestly, nothing sounded familiar whatsoever about this song. Um, and I'm not going to say too much because I totally agree with you, both of you. It's really, really bad. It sounds like a beat that Dre just like had in a drawer from like that he just never used. Um, I mean, the best thing I feel like most people agree about Eminem is his rhyme structure. And these are just the most boring like rhymes ever i think i don't know i probably have the the terminology wrong but like he but he's always have like the inside rhymes like different things within the phrases right yeah like create there's, there's and this is just like every rhyme is just the end of the phrase with the end of the next phrase rhymes like oho with tahoe 
He rhymes rubbers with rubbers. It's just like very, just really like rudimentary and, and boring rhyme structure, which is, you know, always been his defining feature. Yeah. Um, I, 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 have a, I just recalled a very specific memory of the song, which was, and this is the reason why it's number one to answer your question is because it was his like big, like anticipated return of Eminem, like, you know, who hadn't really released much music before this for a while. Um, and I remember, uh, you know, when this song was released with all the hype, I downloaded this, I bought it and downloaded it on iTunes, the single, uh, listened to it one time, said, this is awful, and then never listened to it again. Like, I have, I have a specific memory of, like, that. So, um, again, I, you know, the, the, you know, it's like just, it's the comeback, and that's why it's number one, and then it fell off a week later to uh, a different song. Um, speaking of that song, February 28th to April 4th, that's six weeks at number one. We have the return of Flo Rida. I, did we we talked about Flo Rida? He he had the number one. Yeah, Low was the number one. Um, we have Flo Rida's return called Right Round featuring singing out on the chorus. Kesha. God, that was Kesha. Yeah. So, yeah, I did too. I looked it up. Um, yeah, the big, so this is the big, you know, follow up to low. Thoughts on right round? Uh, I really like it. My wife and I have a sort of long standing debate of whether this is a better song than uh, the 1984 song that it samples the spinning around like a record. Um, um, I like this one a lot better. It's sort of a more modern sound than that one, but also, I don't know, it's it's fun. It, it all reminds me of the movie The Hangover, which I enjoyed at the time. Uh, was this in The Hangover? What's that? Was it, this was in The Hangover? Oh yeah. I feel like it was the closing credit song for that movie. That's, that, that's, a, that's now that I think about it, that's another like relic of 2009 that I've no interest in anymore. Um, it held up okay. I rewatched it. Maybe I have the tradition of rewatching it, but I enjoyed it. I don't know. Sort of like this song. It's it's fun. I like it when it comes on. I don't need to like seek it out. Yeah, I agree. It uh to you know throw my hat in the ring of that debate with your wife. It it is the first of two songs on here that I think is only like decent because of the sample. Um, because I do think it's is a, it's a really fun chorus and that makes the song. Um, I can't hear it without thinking of Meat Spin, which is, uh, you know. That's fair. <laughs> I don't think we have any listeners who like didn't go through the same. Everyone, everyone, everyone that's listening to this. But, knows you know, in case you don't know what it is, don't Google it at work. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I like it. And I have nothing to add. Um, I'm going to play the. This is the the the, the dead or alive you spin me around uh, song that it samples it. Take a look. 
sound right well, i don't know i think i only know the chorus so i'm not the one to... here we go this, this is gonna be better yeah. we're not getting the chorus forget it it was worth a try yeah um so we have Next, the return, the quick return of Lady Gaga, April 11th. Surprising, surprising to me, at least, only one week at number one. Yeah, I was shocked. We have a poker face. Follow up to Just Dance, Poker Face. Um, I'll I'll start. I mean, to me, this was a song at the time I really didn't like. I thought I this was kind of like the Lady Gaga song that I thought it was just it was annoying. It was all over the place. It seemed like it was never going to not be on the radio, or you know, it seemed like it was everywhere from my experience. Um, like of these first handful of singles this and just dance and like love game and some of the other ones uh like to me i always like this one the least listening back to it i think i like this one the most um i think it's a really fun song there is i i can appreciate like some of the lyrics i can appreciate more they're kind of funny like clever i mean obviously there's a lot of you know clever innuendo and you know uh um you know um little you know references and then you know kind of clever just wordplay here and there um I don't know I, I think maybe just kind of like being removed from like the period where this was everywhere like I can appreciate it more but you know like I said I, I appreciate Lee Gaga more in general so um and it took me you know a few years to kind of learn to enjoy her music um I think it's a really fun song I I'm, I'm a fan yeah, I like it. I, I would say it's not just innuendo. I, am I allowed to curse on this show? I mean, no. I guess Lady Gaga. What? Yes? No? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because uh, Lady Gaga does on the song the po 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 poker face, and then she says, fuck, fuck, fuck her face. Um, Is she? Yeah. I heard that on the listen tonight, and I wasn't sure if my ears it, were seeing me or not. Um, so I just now, like, she confirmed it. You're right. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 Wow. To, to uh, at Wango Tango 2009, according <laughs> to the Genius Annotation. Wow. Um, so did she get the yeah. two censors, or was there a non-explicit version that is? What there we... must be a non-explicit version, I think. Because um, it is pretty subtle. It is pretty subtle, and uh, there's a lot of innuendo beyond that. Um, no, she was. Uh, I think this is like almost the start of her being the modern Madonna. If I if I feel like that's a fair thing to say about her, I think that's fair. Is that she's like very very out there, very sexual, um, but she's awesome. Um, I, I think this is a great song. Can we? Are, 
is there is there an agreement is there like an agreement on, on what she's referring to when she says like can't read my poker face what that's like a reference to i mean the rumor that was going around at least in college is always like poke her face it's like an oral sex reference but i have no idea if that was just right right but when, when she like, oh, can't read my poker face like and you know like playing my cards and like i was never really sure i'm like oh, oh i have no idea what does she mean I mean, yeah like she is maintaining the upper hand by not showing emotion or whatever right like what is a poker face um you know if you're not reacting yeah i think i think it's it's more just like yeah like your your intimate other is it can't like you know the idea of like you know so when you're intimate, you're not really telling, you know, it not being clear what the motive is or whatever. Like, I'm just, I'm just gonna read one li a line here. Um, uh, this is her kind of little, you know, mini, mini sing-songy verse in the middle where she says, uh, I won't tell you that I love you, kiss you or hug you because I'm bluffing with my muffin. I'm not lying. I'm just stunning with my love glue gunning. So, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of ways to interpret that. Um, yeah, the genius annotation has a lot of, uh, I'm not just going to go through and read it, but it has a lot of uh, good stuff on it. Apparently, like, Poker Face is a reference to her, to being bisexual, and um, I don't, again, this is a genius annotation that is uploaded a lot, but I don't know that it's true, um, but saying that she puts on a poker face if she's having sex with a man and she would rather be having sex with a woman. Uh, oh, interesting. Wikipedia says she said that explicitly at a concert. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. She, uh... <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I don't know. We don't need to get into it, but, uh... You know, yeah. it's, the thing is, the thing is, if we're if we're still not sure, that means she's done her job. Like ultimately, it's it's you know, it's not meant to be a clear, like obvious thing. Or maybe she's just fucking with us, and yeah, you know, that's probably what it comes down to anyway. She has the upper hand. I'm a little more down on this song than you guys are. I remember liking it when it came out, and then just after it'd been, I just felt like it was so overplayed that I got sick of it. Um, which is why I was so surprised it was only number one for one week, but I guess that, uh, you know, it was probably top 10 for another, like, that's true. Five months. I guess, uh, I, for some reason that will maybe get into just black eyed peas. It was just like this <laughs> unstoppable force at the yeah. time. Uh, yeah. I, but yeah, I don't know. Listen again. It's, I mean, especially compared to some of the songs you're about to hear, like it's definitely more interesting, but it's not my favorite Gaga. I think a lot of it is because of the part you read the lyrics for david that little like almost rap break thing i find like a little cringy um but overall it's a fine song it's just not my favorite guy it's camp it's camp yeah camp. um speaking of uh i i wonder if, if this has ever happened like the length between april 18th so poker face is number one for only one week april 11th april, between april 18th and until october 10th that's like half the year, uh, more, I think, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Black Eyed Peas are number one, which is nuts. Um, and first, we have April 18th to July 4th. I'm not even going to count the number of weeks. Uh, we have Boom Boom Pow. 
mentioning uh, I, I i like to sometimes mention things that happened during the year when these songs were uh, a, lot, a lot happened during this period uh among them you have uh north korea's testing nuclear weapons which is uh, <laughs> uh Man, i didn't know that started so soon i mean early uh, yeah oh yeah it's a long uh michael jackson died near the end of this reign um uh we all graduated from high school um that's exciting uh, so, you know, uh, some good and bad. Swine flu became a thing. <laughs> swine flu. Yes. Is that H1N1? Or is yeah, that H1N1. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, boom, boom, pow. The return of the Black Eyed Peas. I think their first number one, because I don't think any of those songs before was number one. Yeah, somehow none of their other, I'm, I'm on their Wikipedia now, none of their other songs uh, before that, despite being very popular, reached number one in the United States. Huh. Yeah. And crazily enough, Fergie had had solo number ones. Yeah, oh, we yeah. heard that. Yeah. At least two of them. No, three of them, I think. Three? Yeah. Prior to this. Um, right, so so she returns to the fold, like she's already made her big pot, you know, she's a star in her own right at this point. Probably like, Seems like maybe that she's doing them a favor of coming back, to be honest. But uh yeah, thoughts. I hate this song. Not their best. I really, really don't like the song. It's like I'm fine with like a song with terrible lyrics if it's like, you know, makes you want to dance or like sing along, but like it doesn't. I feel like the beat is so just uninteresting and dull. The lyrics are obviously intentionally simple, but they're just like laughably dumb. I don't understand how it was number one for so long whatsoever. My my theory, so I first of all, I completely agree. I think it's terrible. Um uh um there's a part there's a kind of a part like near the middle to end where Fergie kind of has like a little part where she's like belting out she's like you know like people in the place and and then and then at the end she says will I am let the beat drop and then it goes like this big like and it's like what like like where did that come from um but I bring that up because my I this is also like if I if if I remember the timeline correctly like this is when like EDM music is like becoming a big thing um and like even at the time i remember hearing this and being like this is like thinking to myself like oh they're trying to like become like an edm like you know electronic music like pop act which they weren't like really that wasn't their thing before like they're more just like a pop group and like like hip-hop like elements and pop elements like now they're just trying to make this like dance electronic music that sounds like so inauthentic in my opinion um but like maybe the reason why i was so big was because like this was the sound of the moment so they kind of latched on but 
um yeah it's a bad song yeah i um i don't like this song and i don't like i got a feeling i'm gonna be honest i liked their song there are a lot of their songs earlier that never made it to number one um i remember david like being in middle school like oh yeah like listening to some I, of their other stuff and I, I, Ella Funk was one of my like big CDs that I played and like yeah, David got me into Ella Funk. I totally agree that all of those songs were more interesting than this. Yeah, um, I mean this is better than my humps, but strong, strong disagree. Barely. I don't know about that. I love my humps. I love it too, but it's not. Unironically, I love my humps. Um, I think it's better than this. Yeah, and, and like I, I. I don't know. I, I don't like their next one either. Um, I, I lump these songs sort of together. It's like, in my mind, uh, obviously they you know played at the same time from the same album, um, and like each were number one for what like ten to fifteen weeks or whatever, twenty six total weeks. Like that is a dominant stretch for one artist, but especially for two different songs. But man. Uh, I don't remember either of them being particularly good, liking them at the time or now on relisting. Yeah, I, 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 with both these songs, I've, I've sometimes wondered. I'm like, if they came out today, like, would they be? I mean, they, they would definitely not be as big, but like, would they still be like big, like, you know, big songs? And uh, I don't think so, because again, like, I think it's kind of like, you know, it was them, it was them jumping. Like, the, the most credit I would give to the song is like. Will I am jumped on the EDM craze like early enough that like it wasn't seen as like you know just some like you know taking advantage of it. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah, obviously they crack some sort of code, and that seems to be as good a theory as anything I can think of. Uh, somehow this kind of surprises me, but not that they're always not that they're like some like perfect thing but like rolling stone named this the number 14 song the best songs of the year in 2009 which like surprises me because like really like you're gonna all right so like again like a you know somewhat respected publication like rolling stone like you know so clearly like something at the time was like it was resonating like obviously with a lot of different people so i don't know um uh, yeah yeah i'm trying to figure out what what year this actually came out and I can't, but Billboard did a like all time chart of at the 50th, 5th anniversary of Billboard. So whenever that was, and this is like the <laughs> first highest charting song in those 55 years. So it's not just like at this moment, this it's like historically popular, really mind blowing to me. I feel yeah. like other song, even the ones I hate that are like have long runs, I get it. And I just can't with this song. Yeah. Um, so so that's so so Boom Boom Pow is April 18th. So it's the song of the, I guess spring and early summer, and then the song of the second half of the summer and arguably fall uh is uh I got a feeling by Black Eyed Peas. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. I feel it. Woo-hoo. 
so jacob you 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 mentioned you not not liking the song either yeah it's definitely a different style of song um right like it's a little bit more towards their old style which i like maybe it was just that it was overplayed and i heard it like eight million times in my freshman fall but um it's only very solidly okay uh, for me not worthy of like a 13 week run number one um yeah um so so boom boom pow was written just by like will i am um and produced by them this was uh i probably knew this but this was produced by david getta who you know huge you know dj uh um which makes sense uh because it's like kind of like edm light uh it's certainly not yeah you're right i mean this is more of like this is more in line of like a pop like a straight up pop song than like boom boom pow which i don't i don't even know what it is it's like a bad attempt at uh, electronic music but um yeah when this this song was i mean even more than boom boom pow i think this song was everywhere like for so long it was so inescapable um it uh as of this is what wikipedia says but as of 2019 which i'm gonna guess this holds because uh, as of 2019, it it still it held the record as the most downloaded song of all time on iTunes, uh, which I'm gonna guess probably holds because people use iTunes except for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean this song, I hated this song. I it was so inescapable and so everywhere and so just like yeah, and 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 I don't like this song, and and I still don't like this song. Um, I don't hate, I don't dislike it as much as Boom Boom Pow now. Like, yeah, I, I get this. I get I get this why this was bigger. Like, because this is like um so blatant, like so blatantly trying to be like a like a timeless like pop song, you know. You know, like the, the you know, like uh, you know, the razor glass, like Mazeltov, Lahaim, like, you know go out and smash it like oh my you know it's like it's like they're so just like blatantly trying to like make this like a you know everyone can you know enjoy this party song um and you know like there's no you know edge to it there's no like you know there's so little unique quality to it um but you know it's so plain but maybe that's again that's the appeal ultimately of it too so um I don't I don't dislike this as much as I used to. I think this is a step up from Boom Boom Pow, but like in terms of like pop party songs, like there's a million others from this year that I probably would take over this. Yeah, uh I mostly agree with you, dude. I I do think like when I was setting up the playlist to listen for the episode, I was expecting to hate both of these equally, but this did feel I don't know. I like this one significantly more than Boom Boom Pow. I think the difference for me is like this one I feel is it's fun to sing along to this song, you know, especially after like, you know, a bunch of drinks at a wedding or something. Sure. Yeah. Boom pow. Um, they used to play this as the right after the pregame show in marching band at Northwestern, um, for at least a season. So, you know, the band would be excited for the game singing along as we were like heading to the stands. And I think there's like something kind of enjoyable about the song, even though, you know, it's really dumb. Um, 
but yeah, we don't need this. I, I went down a rabbit hole because I was like, sure, I put the song on my do not playlist at my wedding. And then <laughs> went yeah. down a rabbit hole looking at what I actually put on. I was wrong. For some reason, wow. get it started must not be played. And I have no idea. I think in my head, I was like conflating that with this maybe like forgetting which duck i piece but you love but you love let's get it started i know i think i i think i meant to do this song i was just conflating their like kind of i mean they're both about like let's get ready for a good night like part yeah, yeah. songs yeah let's but, get it started yeah i i think it was totally a typo but i also am looking at some of the other things on my list and i'm like who was this person so i don't know maybe i just had bad taste in uh 2018 um yeah bad song but i like it more than rumor passing if you um all right so we are we are done with uh black eyed peas for right now um october 17th only one week is uh, probably the only number one song for jay sean featuring lil wayne it's called down so baby don't worry you are my only you won't be lonely even if the sky is falling down you'll be my only no need to worry Uh, Jay Sean is British. Uh, if you didn't know that, he uh, also used to go by MC Nikki J. That's not that interesting. Um, he had some other minor hits uh, around the same time, but this was his only number one uh, featuring Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne has the absolute laziest verse on this I've ever heard. It's really but down on the down like the economy is uh... wow. <laughs> Such a such a line, really a reminder of the times in which it was written. We again, this is this is you know these uh, you know they're trying to lift people up during you know difficult times. Yeah. Um. Um. Thoughts on Jay Sean? Uh, I kind of like the chorus. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I think it's pretty indicative of like. Another trend of mine for the year, which I feel like if you had told me there are only 13 number ones, I think is what I counted. And I think if you told me like eight of them were produced by the same person, I could be convinced. And this is like pretty much an example of that. Just the production of so many songs feel similar and that brings it down in my eyes. Um, Cause yeah. it just sounds like so much else you're hearing, but I mean, it's so over everything's So overly, I mean, so overly produced. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think like, but- I think the course is fine and that's enough to make it like top half of these number ones for the year for me probably yeah um i feel like i have a lot of fond memories of this song that jay sean was our like end of year concert my freshman year oh, wow. um, i'm guessing he played this he, yeah he did play this <laughs> uh in 2010 um is it a closer that was, probably, that was probably a lot of fun i mean you know it was fun it was like I enjoyed that. I don't know. It, it has a good chorus. Listening to it today, I'm not like overly impressed by it. Uh. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, like kind of what Willie, you're saying, like the production wise, like it, you know, falls in this, like it, it definitely feels like it, it belongs in the same world as like some of the Black Eyed Pea songs or, uh, right round in my opinion or some of the songs we'll get to yeah. um, uh i think it's fine i think it's like 
like a slightly it's like like a step up from the Black Eyed Peas songs of similar veins and themes. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, when I saw the title, I was like, what song is this? Something that I hear, I'm like, oh yeah, this song. I, I remember this song. Like, so it's just, you know, it, it, it doesn't hold my memory like some of the other ones, which probably means something, um, you know. And it's like, yeah, when you hear the song, like, I'm like, so what, who is Jay Sean? Like, what, what sets him apart? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like, you know, what sets him apart from, you know, the Jason Derulo's of the world or the, you know, I feel like, you know, there's a million of these like singers who, I, I don't know what sets them apart from each other. Like, like these songs kind of like smooth out whatever makes each of them different, uh, which, it's kind of a bummer, but um, October 24th. Oh, and this actually comes back uh, October yep. 31st. So it's just, it's the song of our Halloween, uh, freshman year Halloween. Um, in between uh, October 24th, one week at number one is uh, probably not the first song about the threesome we've talked about, but it's the most uh, obvious. Uh, it's called Three by Britney Spears. I'm stopping on that lyric because when I heard that the first time, I'm like, oh yeah, she didn't write this. Because there's no way. Do you think Britney Spears knows knows who Peter, Paul, and Mary are? I don't. I I would have thought there was a decent chance that she grew up with that sort of background that she might have, but I don't know. Well, they're like they're like Bob Dylan. Like they're not like whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, produced, written, and produced by Max Martin uh, and Shellback. Uh, this is kind of like a one-off single for her. Um, I think it's a fun song. I think it's so overly produced that like anyone could have sung this song, um, and it would be just as fine. Um, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I might be unfair. I think, I think this is more fun than the other pop songs, like most of the other pop songs we've talked about. Um, it's yeah some uh, like the britney's I, I don't know if either of you have like watched the like britney doc that came out like last year or any of this stuff or you know it just kind of exposed a lot of like you know like during this period she was like so like being controlled by like her father and record label and like she had like no autonomy you know and you know this is all like after her like you know meltdown from like the years before that for me, like whenever I hear songs like this, it's kind of hard not to think about like, you know, like, like, did like did she what you know did, did she have any control over any of this? Like I don't know. Uh, so it's a little weird um, in that respect, but uh, I think it's fun. I think it's uh, remember like this song, and then I guess soon after she had that song, "If You See Gay Me," which is obviously. Uh, a somewhat clever uh i don't know what you call that 
um but you know like obviously like a uh sexual reference um so it's interesting how she's like making very like explicit like sexual slang songs um but yeah i think it's fun i think it's fine i don't think it's far from her best i would agree i think it's top half of the year for me though like i like this song you're right it's very 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 heavily produced um but so are a lot of her you know like songs just before that the sort of I'm just looking on Wikipedia, like Womanizer uh, oh, yeah. was very like heavily tuned. Um, circus, I feel like, has that same sort of feel. Yeah. Um, Till the World Ends, which a couple uh, years later is another one where it's just like a lot of heavy electronic uh, sound. Uh, yeah, that's her like late aughts style late aughts early tens style and for better or worse like i don't know it's fun i like i don't you know it's not what she came onto the scene with or where you know maybe her like best stuff from like what i think of with like the 90s and early 2000s but it's still good yeah i don't have much to add i think I think it's solid enough. Um, I, I don't really have any recollection of it at the time. I've definitely heard it throughout the years, but I definitely don't remember this being played in 2009. Um, probably more, says more about me than anything else. Um, I think there's something about Britney's voice that her personality always seems to come through uh, in a way I can't put my finger on. Even with this- You say it does come through. It does come through. And it's always seems like even with all the auto-tune, I feel like you can really hear it's Britney still. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I like Britney Spears. Not my favorite song. But solid, especially compared to the recent ones we've listened to. The passing grade from all three of us. Yeah. Um, November 7th uh, for one week and then comes back November 21st is uh, an interesting detour. I think we're all going to have interesting thoughts on this song. Uh, Al City Fireflies. Stopping with that lyric. Um, interesting detour of a song. Interesting side road of a song from the others. Yeah, super different from the rest of the songs of the year. Um, the other songs are drinking songs. This is like a smoking, like a oh, weed wow. song. Uh, <laughs> I, did not I wouldn't call this a summer <laughs> song, but I, I agree it's very different. I don't know what, I, don't know what I would think of the song if I heard it like stoned. Like, what would my thoughts be? I always think of the like 10,000 lightning bugs and the dreams and whatever. Like, I, I do think of this as somewhat of a like, okay. like maybe a more active high song, but like definitely kind of like weird. Almost I mean, so definitely weird. more than anything we've listened to, I'd say. I'd agree. Oh, with yeah. That you're, not, you're not listening to Boom Boom Pow. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, it's like a little weird, a little funky. I kind of like it, but it's not 
something that I listen to regularly or have any plans to put in my rotation. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree. I, when this song came out, I just like hourly, like despised the song. Um, and I think that's, was a little unfair on my part because listening back to it, I think it's, it's okay. Like it's, it's a well-constructed, like there's some, I, 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 we're like, I, I like parts of the song. I think like, I, I like the kind of, you know, the, I like to let myself believe that planet. Like, I like that little verse, like slowly. Like I like I mean, that. that's the chorus. Is that the chorus? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I like the chorus. I don't really like the verses. Um, whatever that means. Um, it's, I mean, it was like a blatant, straight up rip off of uh, uh, the Postal Service. Uh, you know, the, you guys know that's the like such great height song, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think of it as a, I mean, like people, I here, for sure. yeah, I no, mean, I I'll, I'll play a tiny snippet just to kind of, if you're, if Jacob, I don't know, you, you've heard this. The freckles in our eyes are mirror images. I, when we kiss their perfect. You've heard this, super influence which it obviously was um uh also he's one you know it's only one guy it's just you know his like pseudonym um but yeah no I, I i really didn't like the song at the time i can listen back to it now and be like it's fine like it's it's i, I mean i think like kind of like the innocence of the song is why it was as big as it was because it was just like such a contrast to everything else like, you know, like compare this to like three, you know, just think about like how polar opposite of like, you know, the like, the yeah. lyrics, the like sound, like it was such like a contrast, which in that respect, I think like you give credit to him and the song because it's like, it's so opposite of what everything else was that I think, yeah, it's a smoking song. If everything else is a drinking song, this is the smoking song. There you go. Yeah, it's like an introspection song. Um, I have a soft spot for it. I think, uh, well, the story first, I, I think it must have been either Thanksgiving break or Christmas break freshman year, but I get home and my sister is either, I don't know, playing it or something, Any, but whatever. She, she, I, I'd never heard it before and she was absolutely shocked. And it's like, man, I am really out of touch. Like my younger sister. Yeah is like knows music that I don't first of all is already shocking enough for me and then I let alone let alone this number one hit and I just have no idea but I, I like this song I've told this before in the podcast but one of the main disagreements in music taste my wife and I have is that she hates that I like singers with whiny voices and this is a very very yeah that I mean it definitely not a song that's ever my favorite but it's I think it's towards the beginning of a trend of starting to like singers with whiny voices well, it's like, I mean, it's taking like the like whiny emo voice, but like putting it over like, yeah, exactly. it's, you know, it's not rock. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, 
I I also give it credit. I'm sure we could find a counterexample and not too long of thinking, but I'm going to go ahead and declare it's the only song of the number ones that has a four syllable word in it and feel like there's a chance that's true. Um, so at least it's, what's the word? Uh, the word is insomniac. Oh, wow. Uh, that's a really good, that's a really good <laughs> thing to say. Um, <laughs> So uh, yeah, and anyone who's listening to the podcast knows that I always gravitate towards the number ones that are different than the, you know, the sound of the year, and this is very much that. So yeah, I enjoy it. I like it's one of those songs I totally get. Anybody who detests this song, like I totally get it. I could see it being very annoying. I I get both sides now. I probably hate it, but I haven't. So I think I like the song now. Um, yeah uh november 14th just one week at number one we have uh jason derulo finally jason derulo um the song is called what you say because when the roof caved in and the truth came out i just didn't know what to do but when i become a star we'll be living so large i do anything for you so tell me girl what you say Um, so you, you you kind of referenced this earlier that you're talking about uh, songs that sample other prominent songs um, very explicitly. Um, yeah, I and not just samples a song. I mean, what I said before is that the sample makes the song, and I think that's totally true. But I also would go as far as say that the song is samples "Hide and Seek" by Major Heap is just an incredible song. Well, like, and, it's, and it's such like a notable song like like wasn't it also it was like like i mean like culturally super wasn't it also it was like it was in the oc i think like yeah it was very key and i think the finale of the oc i played on the uptake for all this because i know i remember seeing the snl skit which right that's what i think of because i but i I remember not even seeing that and like the snl skit until a couple years late so i was very late on the uptake of like learning about the song hide and seek but once i did i was like this song is incredible and it's been you know it's a pretty good song it's a pretty yeah, good i didn't even know that the, i only just now found out that the song hide and seek existed um oh wow like, literally just now i just think of this song and the snl skit yeah if you uh, like if anybody likes this song listen to hide and seek because it's great here i'll just play the snippet it's a lot of it's very different yeah, than that Didn't this wasn't there also like a YouTube video? Wasn't it like was it the Numa Numa guy? Like one of those like early YouTube videos. I don't like, I believe it. Um, the sample. I don't know. But yeah, the song is as a whole is very different than the part that gets sampled. It's kind of like a break in the song towards the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that is right, the best right. part of the song for sure. Uh, and that's yeah. it gets played over and over again. Uh, in the SNL skit, and I think also in the OC scene, I'm not sure. Um, so it's definitely the recognizable bit. Um, but yeah, song as a whole, I think it's solid, but only because of the sample. Otherwise, I think it's really forgettable. It's funny that I, I I didn't really know. I didn't really, yeah, like I, you know, when this came out, you know, the first thing you think about is the sample, like at least, you know, a lot of people recognize the sample. It's like, oh, wow. Like, 
quite an inspired choice to make that such a big part of the song. Um, listening to it now, there's like, it's funny because I never really listened to any of the lyrics and then only later do you realize that it's like basically about him like begging for his girl back after cheating. Like, and there's there's a funny lyric, um, uh, uh, like, yeah, where he says, he's like, he's like kind of hiding like what this is about. And then there's a verse where it says, he says, tell me what you said. I don't want to, I don't want you to leave me though you caught me cheating. And like, he, like, he just kind of like finally admits like, okay, so you caught me cheating. Like, but don't leave, like, you know, it's like. It's just such a goofy I, I want to walk back my comment. This song, I, I, I was too harsh. I do legitimately like this song. I think I, this song. I'm I was just, I'm just downgrading a bit because the sample is so much of what is I I would say I think of the songs we've talked about um I think well first of all I would say that the Lady Gaga songs to me at least are like a step above everything else um I would say this is like the second tier like if I were to rank the songs like I think this and like this is maybe a little step above like well, I think this is probably like single ladies. Like I and I agree. I think this is like better than like down. It's better than the Black Eyed Peas songs. Like it's catchier. Uh yeah, this was one of four songs in my like short list for my top five. Yeah. I I I I I enjoy the song again, you know, with a lot of these songs, it's like back then I, you know, was like trying to like publicly distance myself from like big pop music and now I can enjoy it with a little more like distance um so I can enjoy this more than I would have like admitted to enjoying it at the time um Jason Derulo is like a walking meme now he's like you know he's like such a <laughs> he has like a funny TikTok I think he's like just like a weird like like attention you know getter type personality I feel like I haven't heard his name at all recently. Well, he's the everyone likes to make fun of him because in every song he sings his name. He's like, oh, okay, Rulo. Like that. That's a yeah. Bit. He has the the like tag on his songs. Yeah. Um. Should we? Do you have any thoughts? I feel like I cut you off twice during. No, no, no. I, I, I mean, it's a meme song for me because of that SNL skit. Um. It's the most Jason Derulo song. Them. like oh wow it, it is very it's exact i don't know i i think of this like chorus a lot super catchy um sort of like a fun auto-tune song but but i i can't unthink of the saturday night live uh scene so like that's just what it is to me um so we conclude the year november 28th to through december 26th that's five weeks with the first uh uh number one song where jay-z is the main artist um called empire oh, i didn't know that mm-hmm. I, i'm surprised that we haven't done a jay-z oh, we, we've talked I've, I've i've brought him up in my favorites list but this sure. is the first number one Still sipping my top, sitting courtside, Knicks and Nets give me high five. Nigga, I be spiked out. I could trip a referee. Tell by my attitude that I'm most definitely from.
so I feel like the song has become like one of the unofficial anthems of New York. Like I think it's kind of, you know, it gets lumped in now with like you know New York, New York, and oh yeah, uh, you know, probably other examples I can't think of right now. But uh, it's like just it's like it's become a standard, right? Like, which is funny because to me at least, because think of like where Jay Z was, before, you know, like what he started as uh and then you know he got to this point um my 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 claim that i had at the time that i still have is that jay-z is the least interesting part of this entire song and the least impressive part of this entire song i think totally agree uh i think this is an alicia Keys song featuring jay-z it's not a jay-z featuring alicia keys in my mind uh because the chorus is everything um, I think the instrumentation is very cool. The piano, which is again, that's Alicia Keys. Um, I think the production is really good. Um, you know, there's some like violins in there, you know, the build up to the chorus, and then in New York, and like, you know, there, there's some really cool production. Um, I think his verses are pieces listing, you know, the things about New York, none of which are that interesting. Um, so yeah, this is this is a good. It's a, taken all together. It's a very good song, but it's uh, it's because it's Alicia Keys. That's my opinion. Yeah, I thought I was gonna be an island um, with that take. Um, I I love the Alicia Keys verses so much, and I find Jay Z's. Uh, I don't know. They just they're just uninteresting. I feel like, and not just the listing of landmarks, but even just his rhythms are like they feel so samey throughout the whole song he's not really doing anything interesting melodically um i feel like i can hear him like losing his like he's like losing his breath at certain points i would so love to just hear a full song of this as a purely alicia keys song like uh whatever verses she would could put into his her and you know let jay-z produce itself because like you said the production's good but you know, I feel like it has so much potential and then I just can't listen to it too much because it's, you know, just the course I like and the course itself isn't, you know, very long or have that many, you know, lyrics. Now, now just, just to follow up that, because I want to hear Jacob's thoughts too, um, but just because he mentioned it, did you know that there is a part two? I do not. He's made? And I can't even remember how when I'm going to play a little snippet of it. I think it's like her like follow up, but it's not really follow up. like you know it's it's the same chorus but different you know it's all her yeah i need to listen all that for sure i had no idea that existed i think it's called empire state of mind part two (laughs) in the very limited you know snippet we had seems to be kind of boring production so i feel if we had the the big in your face production of the the original with the alicia keys in the forefront am i like yeah yeah i need to listen up alicia keys definitely the best part of the song i actually like the third verse from jay-z the one um where he actually tells the story of like the woman coming to new york and like falling into the wrong crowd or whatever um the you're right the first couple of voices are just like 
literally him listening. <laughs> um, just like yeah. first he lists places. I'm just looking on Genius now. Then he lists. He lists some names. Like, he lists some places. Names. He's like three nice. dice Stevo, three card Marley, Labor Day Parade. Rest in peace, Bob Marley. I was trying to understand like, Bob Marley reference. What is the connection to New York there? I, don't I guess know. there's probably it says there's an annual West Indian carnival oh in Crown Heights, Brooklyn on Labor Day weekend that includes a parade. Okay. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I mean there, there's some like I you know, there are some like personal references kind of places, you know, like he's talking about like, you know, he grew up in Bed-Stuy and you know, he mentions like his family members and like, you know, kind of just like his his you know his rise. Uh, so like you know, it's not there is some like at least some personality, but it, it yeah like kind of all just like blends together. Yeah, I the first and I really don't want to like this song because it is like the New York anthem. I don't know. I always feel like New York people think New York is like this center of the world where like everything cool has to be from new york um but it is kind of a cool song and alicia keys has a obviously spectacular voice and does a great job on the song i, I kind of liked it more than i was expecting to um given that i what i remembered of the song and how little i listened to it I, yeah i mean you have to give him like mad credit it's so clearly designed to be an anthem for new york and he just didn't like it just became an anthem. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna make the next New York, New York, and he succeeded. It's no, almost nobody could get away with even attempting something like that. Yeah, uh, it's worth, it, it is worth mentioning. There's a bunch of co-writers, so like it's, but but yeah, your point is still. I like the line I made the Yankee hat more famous than a Yankee can because he's, yeah, no, that's a good line. You know, being braggadocious against all Yankees. I don't know if we can actually back that up, like. I don't think that's factually true, but I really like the the line and the no that that's a that's a classic like Jay Z line that he probably has said in more than one song. Because he's also he's like ragging on the Yankees while propping up New York as a city. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's two thousand nine. Um, should we get to our final our our final thoughts and? Uh, our, our top five yeah uh, well any 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 just concluding thoughts before we uh is it a good year is it a bad year for for the number one hits like only the number ones i would say bad year um that's gonna happen when you have two like mediocre songs that literally take up 26 out of 52 weeks in the year that's just you limit your upside there and then a lot of the other ones are kind of like they're fine i listened to them at the time i'm happy to leave them back in freshman year yeah pretty down on the year as a whole i think i might actually be higher on the number ones than the top 100 as a whole which almost never happens mm. if you like don't wait black eyed peas for how long they were actually number ones though um, th- this year has made me a little worried about the following years because this is like the last year before I really start my descent into music snobbery, I feel like. 
and I'm already kind of disliking and like even at the time was disliking stuff so I'm worried if after this I'm just even more negative than I was this episode and it just becomes more and more negative for my uh, I mean if you need me to come guest uh spot on some of these later years where I I really do like the like mid teens um like even next year I'm just sort of flipping ahead um, there's some great songs that I still listen to from like the first. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I, I'm looking for the first time in next year. I think these are better than. Okay. I haven't looked ahead at all, so maybe I'm too. Pessimistic. Mainly because, mainly because there's a lot more Rihanna. That, that's the reason. Am I? And Kesha. And Kesha. And Katy Perry. Um, so yeah, to, I'd also say, uh, building off of Will's point, I most of the years prior, like choosing my top five I put together somewhere between like 10 to like maybe like 15 songs and then have to like rank this I really struggled to find like I ended up basically picking seven songs like which I think is the 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 fewest uh which will uh speaks to, but 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 I think I, I also kind of get what you're saying like I think besides the Black Eyed Peas songs like maybe the number ones are actually better than the rest to some degree um who wants to start i can uh, i can start on a positive note i found i would say all five of my favorite songs of the year um and i couldn't even i i had to struggle to narrow it down to five uh, can i cut you off for a second jacob something yep. i thought of today and feel free to dismiss this out of hand would it be more fun to do like a rotation in the top five segment like go five five five, five four, four, four 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 i i, I don't know you know it's funny i i i i had that thought too and we could try it i kind of i kind of like it actually let's let's try it and then we can right. decide if okay. we want to move forward okay uh, i don't know no one's like no one's like writing this down <laughs> oh no, yeah for sure but All whatever right. we enjoy more we should do i i, I like that because then we can each kind of like yeah and you got to save all of the number ones, you know. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. get it. No, it's, yeah. A, it's a good feature. Um, I like it. I'm prepared for it, but I will do my best. And I have a couple honorable mentions, so if you have any, get them out of the way too. Okay, yeah. So for my fifth, I just put both of the, like, top ten, like the Taylor Swift songs, uh, Love Story and You Belong With Me. Either one of those can be an honorable mention. I love those songs. I think those are at the peak of, Taylor Swift, honestly, back when she was good country. Uh, so so I'll, I'll play. Well, we played Love Story last episode, so play You Belong With Me. Okay. Um. When you wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. If you could see that I'm the one who understands you've been here all along. Um. Yeah, I have that on my list too. I won't uh spoilers how long um, yeah, I won't, I won't spoil where, but uh yeah, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> um this and another song on my list that we'll get to is they're like the two songs I think of from this year. Um, because like I said, I don't remember hearing much music currently during the year, but the clarinet section in the Northwestern March Band was obsessed with two songs uh when I got there, like already obsessed, and this is one of them. Uh, great song. That, that was one of them. That was one of them, yeah. Okay. Uh, couple quick honorable mentions. Sure. Uh, Day and Night by Kid Cudi 
is not my favorite Kid Cudi song, but this album I probably listened to like magnitudes more than any other album of this year. I went like on a huge Kid Cudi binge, uh, not this year, sorry, not this year, but next year. Uh, so I want to call out that song. Um, he was still kind so of- He's artist. so influential. There's so many, you know, his like influence on so many people was so much bigger than I would have thought at the time. Yeah, the song, I mean, the album as a whole has kind of diminished a lot in my eyes, like revisiting it. But at the time, it was like as obsessed with an album that I've ever, as I've ever been possibly. Um, and then my other honorable mention, I was shocked when I did my re-listens, but I unironically enjoyed I Love College by Asherah quite a bit. I just really like kind of the laid back beat and tempo and I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm gonna play a snippet. Um, it's a dollar a slice. So fill up my cup. Let's get fucked up. I'm next on the table. Who want what? I am champion at Bear Pong. Alan Iverson, Akeem Olajuwon. You know that, that like it, it, it's it's such a. I mean, it's such like a right place at the right time, especially for us, considering yeah, yeah. like yeah, like that's. The only the only time that would resonate at all with me, which it didn't at the time, uh, but the only the only time it would even remotely would be the first year of college when yeah. like <laughs> your idea of college is what is in this song, you know, like. And I think you played the worst part, like champion beer is really dumb. Yeah. But I think like, like he's talking about beer pong. Like that's all I did <laughs> freshman year was play beer pong. Yeah, and even though it's mostly about drinking, I think it does kind of feel more like a stoner song than like, oh yeah, yeah. Conversation. It's such like a laid back flow. Uh, it just really stands out as being so different from all the I like, think in your face hard beats, uh, party, bumba music of the year. I mean, I, I do. I think that was his. I think his thing was like stoner rap. Like yeah, I mean, there's plenty of weed references in the same song, but. Sure, yeah. Um, okay, my number five, uh, also something I never would have expected to pick because um, I'm not the biggest fan of this artist, even though he's huge. Uh, and I really like this song, uh, and that is Best I Ever Had by Drake. Okay. Does anyone else have that in their top? We don't need no, I have more than my honorable mentions, I would. No, I'm going to play. I'm going to, you know. Yes, I am ahead. I say you the fucking No, you got a roommate. Call me when there's no one there. Put the key under the mat and you know I be over there. I be over there. Shout it, I be over there. I be hitting all the spots that you ain't even know is there. Yeah, kind of similar vibes on the style of college in terms of it feeling different than the rest of the year and it's more laid back uh, tempo. Um, yeah. Also, not many like songs in this genre or love songs. So I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, I get, I get what you're saying with the song. Cause I think it's a pretty good song. And I think there is something to the fact that like, this is like, was his first big song. So it was like, he wasn't just like, obviously nearly as everywhere as he is now that like, you know, there was a little bit of an underdog element that I guess was kind of appealing. Um, and I, I think it's a good song, you know, um, uh, just a few, uh, two somewhat on honorable mentions. Uh, one is, uh, uh, I don't know what I think about the song. It's, it's so ridiculous. It's called Every Girl by Young Money. Uh, I, I don't know if either of you remember this song. It's I listened to it getting ready, but I don't remember it. Um, well, so Young Money, uh, speaking of Drake, that was the record label that was headed by Lil Wayne. It had 
you know, uh, I don't think anymore, but it, it had for a while Drake, you know, because Lil Wayne was like Drake's mentor. Uh, it had uh, a young upstart named Nicki Minaj uh, and a bunch of other less notable rappers like Mac Maine. Um, and the song, was, it's it's called Every Girl. It's literally the chorus is, uh, I wish I could fuck every girl in the world. Um, and it's the most ridiculous song. Oh, this, that's it had, song. Yeah. Uh, one of, if not the most offensive verse I've ever heard in a song um, by Mac Maine. I'll let you guys just find that later. Um, or I can play, play a it. clip. I mean, it doesn't have to be that verse. But play a clip because I don't. I want to remember what. <laughs> well, I'm not going to play a verse. I'm just going to read. Um, um, so again, this is this is Mac. This is Mac Main, um, one of the less notable rappers. Um, his verse is near the end. I'll just uh, read some of the things. Um, in fact, maybe I'll just read the whole thing. Um, well, one of my favorite lines is uh, is. Um, uh, uh, by uh, Gooda Gooda, where he says, uh, and I'm about to get my Bill Clinton on, and Hillary can rot him too. Boy, I guess my pimping on. Uh, that's oh, fun. I do remember that line. <laughs> that's a fun line. Um, and then Mac Main, um, yeah, I'll just uh, read some of these. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, this is just the entire verse, so bear with me. Santa Lathan, Megan Good, Angelina Jolie, Ha, D. Woods. For free sweets, I'd give Paris Hilton all-nighters. Okay, so far so good. Do you get that last part? It's about, you know, hotels. And then, uh, really, he ups the ante. He says, in about three years, holla at me, Miley Cyrus. That's not good. That's really sketchy. Was she underage? I would have thought she was this no, so when this was apparently this would have been recorded sometime in 2000 i'm on the genius page finally yeah, cyrus was he was like released but he was like 14 or 15 yeah she would have been 15 when it was recorded she was 16 when it was released so you know at least he's saying in three years like i'll wait you know i'm not gonna like go be super you know inappropriate um legal okay so that. yeah okay and then then you know you think that's the worst of it but no um, then he goes, I don't discriminate. No, not at all. I'm just, I'm reading the lyrics here. Kit Kat, a midget. If that ass soft, I break her off. I, this is, I think the worst one. Um, I exchange V cards with the retards. Wow. Yikes. Um, and there's some other stuff, but yeah, not great. Um, not great. Well, not great. Anyway, that's my honorable mention. <laughs> <laughs> um, Another Which of those lyrics called to you to make it an honorable mention? I think it's just because it's so ridiculous and sure. the nostalgia factor. Like, this is one of the songs we would, like, play, like, you know, friends uh, in college. We would just play and, like, just because it was so ridiculous. Um, um, uh, another honorable mention is uh, 21 Guns by Green Day. I, it's like, it's okay. Yeah. Um, my number five is Poker Face by Lady Gaga. Anyway. Should I just do my number four and then we can do number fours? We'll do it like... Snake. No, this is not a snake draft, David. <laughs> Jesus. All right. My uh, my number four was Forever. Uh, M.M. Drake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kanye. Uh, and Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne. I'll, I'll play a snippet. 
Nino, she insists she got more class. We know, swimming in the money, come and find me. Nemo, if I was at the club, you know I balled. Chemo, drop the mixtape, that shit sounded like an album. Yeah, Drake just sounds more motivated back then than he does now. Um, it's a great song. I don't know. Maybe I should have had it higher than number four. I really like this song. Uh, and it is still in my rotation. Um, just, just a fun song across the board. Eminem is actually good in it, unlike his number he, one. He is, yeah, he is, he is good in this, this song. This is one of his better verses that I can think of. Like, it's a really strong verse. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember this one, so I like it. Um, this was in a, a documentary at the time, a, a LeBron James documentary. That's what it's featured on. Or that's yeah. what it's made for, actually. It's a great song. I like it. Will, you're number, My number four is Just Dance. We've talked about plenty. Go ahead, David. Okay. Um, my number four is uh, relatively, I was kind of surprised it was even in the top 100. Uh, uh, an artist that I listened to a lot at the time, not as much now, but I should go back and revisit. Uh, it's called Rockin' That Thing by The Dream. She rode the beat like a pony. Cameras up, cameras flash. I'm dizzy, trying to last. I wanna change her name to Mrs. Nash. There's nothing left to say. Cause she rockin' that thing like. Um, do either of you know or remember or know the dream i remember the name but i don't i didn't remember that so he he's interesting he he put out like three albums that had some like pretty minor hits like this was a i my guess is probably like maybe in the top 20 um at some point but you know so and and he put out like three albums and you know that got like some good like like pitchfork really liked these albums you know like that had a lot of like critical love and um but he's I, more notable, really, for being like a songwriter and producer for other people. Like he's written and still does. Like if you look at his like production catalog, it's crazy. Like he's written, he's done so many songs for like Beyonce and um, uh, many others. I can't think of right now, but Beyonce is one of the bigger ones. Um, and like e even like Beyonce's new album, uh, he was all over the place. So he's really, really prolific. Uh, it's a really good song. Number three. Number three. Um, gonna ask to go with "Untouched" by the Veronicas. Yes, that's my number three. <laughs> um, yes. Great song. Yes. The Veronicas are a ton of fun. Um, I have about three of their songs, including this one, in like regular rotation that I listen to. Wow. Um, I this is the only great song dance I remember. hit. Do you remember this song, Will? I'll play an example. I'll, I'll just play it. Great song. I love that is that. good. I feel like that's something that cracks for me. I forgot that song. Yeah, it's like imagine if like Evanescence was fun. Like it'd be that. I it's resemble a that remark. It. It's a spectacular song. Um, it is a really good song. Yeah, yeah. I, I add more to that. Um, my number three 
is um, this really goes to the test I've been using in the last few years of this podcast, which is if this song comes on at a wedding, which first of all, credit for still being played at weddings. Uh, but if it comes on, would I want to get up and dance to it? Uh, and this very much is that. I know what you're going to say. Do you? What, what do you think I'm going to say? I, I don't think you have it. Actually, don't, because I think you're going to spoil my other songs. The is next song is all it, past. Is it, is it, it, no, just, just say it, whatever. Uh, it is Chicken Fry by Zach <laughs> That's not what I thought. Okay. <laughs> wow. I don't know. All right. That's a great song. I, it is a great song. for me. And that's home, you know. Sweet tea, pecan pie, homemade wine. Where the peaches grow. In my house, it's not much to talk about. I like that verse near the end where he gets patriotic very suddenly. Yeah, the, the last verse I did not. Have, out of nowhere. I feel like that gets cut off at weddings. I did not remember that whatsoever. Or like, and then the stars and stripes. It's like, what? We're and the best part up. is that it leads right into uh, the chorus. So he's like, you know, let's thank the troops in Iraq for letting us still have fried chicken and jeans. And- yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think 2009 was maybe like my nadir of how much I like hated country music. So I definitely missed this at the time. And But, you know, I've done a pretty big 180 since then. Uh, and this is just a fun song. Uh, it still gets played all the time. I feel like it's had a lot of staying power. Um, yeah, fun little bit. It's definitely, it's definitely a big frat song still. Yeah. That's your. That's number three. That's your number. That's three. my number three. Okay, and my number three is untouched. So, I I almost put that at number. I almost put untouched at number two. I'm going back and forth, but I'll keep it at number three. Number okay. two. My number two is "Don't Trust Me" by 303. Oh wow! Okay. You hear this? Do Do you remember this? Will I? I don't. Oh, I remember this. Your boyfriend, if he says he's got beef, that I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. She wants to touch me, woo. She wants to love me, woo. She'll never leave me, woo. Don't trust her. Never. I'm misogynistic. Yeah, the the line that is probably up there in the offensiveness with uh, every girl is the bridge where they say shush girl shut your lips do the helen keller and talk with your hips oh yeah that, that line, oh that wow line. that lie i forgot about that one yeah. that's um but the it's bride of, the bride of colorado they're like two frat boys from colorado yeah like i just dig that whole band and that vibe and <laughs> i love that song um it's fun also like why would you think helen keller would have to talk with their hips the, the point of Helen Keller is that she can communicate in, in other <laughs> yeah, ways. Like, like even as like that's like why she's known. Is, like I still love that song. I still am happy when it comes on at parties. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very much. Well, like, you don't. You don't have to. You know. Yeah, it's a good song. Um. Okay. So continuing that same trend of still comes on at weddings and love it. Uh, and also, this is that the second that I reference of uh, the clarinet section being obsessed with this as I joined the clarinet section, uh, and that is "Party in the USA" by Miley Cyrus. Okay, that's why I thought you were going to say the last time. No, yeah, that's fair.
a good song. That's a, I think that's like, a, that's a generational, like, defining song for us. Yeah. I just remember getting there in band camp freshman year and everybody was obsessed with the song and I barely knew it. And I was like, what is this? And then it, it took a while, but it just grew, it's grown me like constantly since then. And it's I, a great song. I mean, like, you can't deny that song. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so my number two song is um, another uh, song by Lady Gaga. Um, and this is, uh, well, this uh, the song's called Paparazzi. Uh, still one of my favorite Yeah, th- this was the song. This was like the song that when it came out, like, and I heard, I was like, "This is the first Lady Gaga." So I'm like, "Oh, this is good." Like, oh, like there's something, like there is something that stands out of like about her, uh, because I thought this is just a really like, I don't know, it's just a cool song. Like, it, it's different. Like, it, it has a different feel than like Poker Face or Just Dance. Like, uh, it's also kind of the first single you can actually hear how great of a singer she is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's a really interesting like composition um and i remember she she performed this at i think like the vmas um and it's one of these like performances that uh she like you know is like really dramatic and then starts like fake bleeding all over the stage maybe you've seen it before i don't know but it's it's a really great performance it's like super you know high con well i don't know maybe not high concept but like different you know like and i remember seeing that i'm like oh that's that's cool. Like <laughs> that's different. She's taking a risk. Um, yeah, I, I love that song. I, I think it's one of my favorite songs by Lady Gaga. So you bringing that in and me not understanding the assignment originally, which I thought I was supposed to find like top five best of the rest, um, really had me rethinking um like my not including Lady Gaga on this list at all because I love just dance, I love paparazzi. Um, and I probably should have Oh, you could well. But I'm not going to You mean not including the number ones that we talked about? You are allowed to retcon your top five at any time. Yes, there's no rule. I may remove the Taylor Swift ones um, and put in the like, put in Just Dance and then Paparazzi as an honorable mention. I think both Taylor Swift's honorable mention. Because um, I really liked all the other ones above it, including my number one, which was Will's number two, Party in the USA. It is a generational song, David. I think you said it best. Uh, that's a 4th of July playlist mainstay. Truly a wonderful song. Um, great sing-along vibes. Just fun. And uh, and really, I'm actually pretty surprised it didn't make it to number one. Uh, because it felt like yeah. that song was everywhere. Yeah. It is. It does. It does feel like it would be, but I think just because it's had that like long, you know, long lasting like legacy. Um, it came out during the Black Eyed Peas run. They were unstoppable. God, it is such a better song Black than Black Eyed Peas song too. Yeah, I'm just realizing that if you include <laughs> like 
It takes a lot for me to be that into patriotic songs. I feel like it's too- oh, but it's, not, it's not that patriotic. I know, like, it's true. It's just it, a title. It, You're right. I mean, if you look at the, again, we, you know, this should just be called the Wikipedia show because that's our, our only reference, but like uh, 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 following, you know, the following year, watching, well, no, two years later, uh, following uh, when Osama bin Laden was killed, it had a resurgence. Um, and uh, apparently also uh, uh, when, in New York after the 2020 election, like when when Biden was announced as the winner, it says supporters in New York started playing that song. Like, you know, so it's like, just because it has the word USA, but like, it's not like she's like talking about like, you know, standing for the flag or some shit. So, like, but, 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 that, but that's, that's why it's so popular. It's like, you know, you have like people who, you know, are, want to be patriotic be like oh yeah party in the usa like and then people who could care less and still like it you know because it's not like specifically about that either it's neither here nor there but i i'm surprised that i've never heard the weird al yankovic version of this song has anyone no what's it called party in the cia yeah that doesn't sound that that's (laughs) i don't know it's just like very much low point i feel like of weird al and then he had the big comeback with like Whatever oh, no, that, yeah. was. that mandated fund, whatever that was. Mandatory fund. Mandatory fund. Uh, I mean, he was building off of, uh, you know, uh, 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 white and nerdy before this. Oh, is it me? Um, yes. It's also already been said. Um, you belong with me. Um, mm-hmm. My um, wife is a huge Taylor Swift fan, uh, and... She has converted me most of the way there, and this is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. And she has her theories. We got to get her on the show. Tell her. Yeah, it's it's a struggle, but I'm working on it. Yeah, maybe maybe but there'll be more opportunities to talk about Taylor Swift if if that if that is something that appeals to her. Um, my number one is also "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift. Nice. I'm still surprised. Wake up and find that what you're looking for has been here the whole time. If you could see that I'm the one who understands you, been here all along, so why can't you see? Yeah. And definitely I mean, helped its case for being the song in the clarinet section when she is playing the clarinet on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. In the music video. And that's a great music video, too. Yeah, it is a really great video. Um, yeah, no, this is a song that, I mean, when I talked about other songs being inescapable and kind of like dreading it, like the Black Eyed Peas songs or, uh, you know, for me, Fireflies, like this was inescapable. But I remember, I remember being at like working, like I was working at a summer camp that summer and it was played on the bus like every day. And at the time I had the thought of like, I like this song still, like it's that good. Like, and I, I agree it's one of my favorite songs by her I think it's like her first like love story to me is still a lot country more country in my head than this song this has elements of country but like to me I think of it as like her first really big like pop song um but it kind of balances the line really well and it's a super catchy it's super well written it's great and the music video is great so I think this might be the first year we have the same number one list. Yeah, that might be true. I feel relaxed. Yeah. Well, not the. Well, not I'm kind. Of, I was kind of lumping uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Also, Jacob bumped us off his list. So, 
good. Yeah, I mean, again, I love those. I love that song. It's just like I really like some of the other songs. If I'm being honest about like which is a better song, I probably would say that. Don't. No, that's not me. the point of the top. Well, we're not voting. You're not voting for the best constructed song. It's what you like. Yeah, yeah. I I love Don't Trust Me. I. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it's misogynistic. Whatever. It's so fun. It's fun. Um. All right. Well, that is 2009. 2010. We'll be hearing more from some of these same artists. Um. Thank. Uh. Yeah. Thank you, Jacob, for joining us again. We'll have you yeah, back. I, love it. I also love just getting to catch up with you guys. So uh, for sure. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll have you we'll have you sooner on than the gap between 1993 and 2009 yeah that might it, be, it won't be another 16 years sure but also at the rate yeah but also at the rate we're going podcast, if he came on for 2010 it could be a longer gap chronologically than when he was on 93 to 2009 oh no no no! i was on 93 like two apartments ago <laughs> it, it may be another two apartments that's what we're saying oh no it won't be i mean i hope i'm not moving again that quickly but that's all right well we, we'll, we'll we'll close off should i close off by playing the uh power remix of you belong with me or the kids bop version of you belong with me power remix all right so